bandwidth for This Week in Photo is provided by the CashFly Content Delivery Network. Send your web content blazingly fast with CashFly. And now, pay as you go. Start with two terabytes free by going to C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com and use the promo code TWIP. This is TWIP, episode 496, Just Photographers Talking Photography. A marketing campaign targets terrible photographers wanting perfect shots, plus photojournalists ask for encrypted cameras, and working pros talk about the future of photography. It's Monday, December 19th, 2016, and this is TWIP. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. I'm your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Today, uh, finally, two people on the show that haven't been on in forever, Matt Granger and Andy Biggs. You guys, you've been on Trip several, Twip several times, but it's been a while. Uh, Matt, when was the last time you were on? Oh, I don't remember. Uh... You were, I remember when you were on. It was when you were doing that project, like you were shooting nudes in intersections. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I think there might have been a bit more nuance to it than that. But <laughs> That's what it is in my head. Every time I go through an intersection in San Francisco, I'm like, Matt could have shot something here. Yeah, we did shoot in San Fran. That's true. Um, so then that would have been over a year, maybe 18 months or so. Oh, I've, good grief. I've progressed okay. to, you know, nudes on balconies and nudes on rooftops now, even just plain old sidewalks. I love it. I love it. Yeah. No, no background is can't be made better without a nude. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, welcome back. I'm glad Thank you're you. on again. This will be a good conversation. Cheers. Also, Mr. Andy Biggs, back in the U.S. for a hot minute before you jump off over the pond again. What's going you got on? That right. You got that right. So it's been about maybe three, four, five months for me. So okay. I know that we did it, I think, late spring or summer. So... Uh, not quite as long as with Matt, but uh, yeah, you're right. I'm about to take off again. I know. Every time you come on, it's like, yeah, I'm about to take off again. Yeah. Last time you came on, you had you had just purchased a company or merged with another company, <laughs> and yeah. now and now I'm sure you've digested that company and it's it's part of your DNA. And now you're off to bigger things, right? I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, exactly. But no, I'm never going to slow down with with travel, uh, with doing photographic tourism, especially in Africa. I mean, that's like that's like part of me. I'm never yeah. going to give that up, ever. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Well, good. Cool. Well, we got lots of stuff for both of you guys to, to dive in and talk about on this week's show. First up, let's uh, story number one. So uh, there's a company called, am I pronouncing this right? Relaunch? Relaunch? R-E-L-O-N-C-H. They're, here's the headline. Let me just read this. <laughs> you guys, I know you've, re- you've read the story, but let's, uh, let's read this. So this came in from PC Magazine. So relaunch offers terrible photographers perfect <laughs> shots for for a price. <laughs> Let me read that again in case you were driving, you didn't hear it. Relaunch relaunch offers terrible photographers perfect shots uh-huh. for a price. Andy, um, <laughs> first of all, so, the marketing guys need to be shot in the head. A terrible. So, you're already insulting your customers. It's just horrible. I mean, it's horrible from every dimension. So, I mean, so theoretically, and you could license your photos to say relaunch, and some photographer can hang hang out his shingle and say, "Hey, I'm going to Africa, uh, you know, on this great safari in Ethiopia or whatever, and these are my shots." <laughs> so let me explain what this is. So this yes, is please, a, thank you. This is a company supplied camera for ninety nine dollars a month. They give you the hardware. They um, basically 
to the cloud, you take photographs, uh, your photographs are synced to the cloud and they're automatically processed using their artificial intelligence engine to make them right. look good. Or right, in their right. minds, less Right, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Less exactly. horrible. Um, I think that's actually an interesting concept, but maybe in 2004. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> but putting, but but just the positioning is crazy, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I understand the value of it, but like, I think you're going to have to figure out a way to to, for, to make that camera better than this because yes, right now, that's Google the one to be. Photos with this camera does pretty darn good for exactly mm -hmm. uh, just the price of the hardware, and then it's uh, included. It's free. Yeah, yeah. It's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean. The <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, Matt, you dive in. You, Matt, you've read this as well. Yeah, I you've did. read this um, as well. Relaunch. I don't know. At first, it, it just seems stupid, but then there's kind of two. See, that's why I like Evan think... Matt on. Matt, just, <laughs> Matt never buries the lead. He's just like, <laughs> Let's just start with this. This is. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's two things I think that would could well that I'm sure they thought would appeal to people. One is there are people who like the idea of. You know, the same reason whatever that Leica was that they brought out without a screen. The, the process of just shooting and focusing on shooting and not, you know, thinking about all the other stuff. Some people like that. You know, some people shoot film in their spare time just for that reason, to have that surprise when they get the film back. And yeah. the second one, there's plenty of people who want to just use automatic filters. You know, that's, you know, one of the big appeals of Instagram and those kind of things. But then finding someone who meets both of those and wants to then carry around something big like this, I think as soon as it's that size, mo people will want to have some control over the settings. Otherwise, yeah. just make it an app. As Andy just was make saying, it make, it an app. App make it an app for 10 bucks a month and you know, let, it, let them edit your shots you take on there. It's going to be a lot of um, you know, people's coffees and stuff, but still. I mean, yeah. $99 a month. 90, yeah, that's that's aggressive. Maybe they're price, I mean, they're do, maybe they're doing the old marketing thing of let's just let's go out of the gate at 100 bucks a month and then later in in April of 2017, we'll say yeah, yeah. 6.99 or 99 <laughs> or $9 or even then, even then, but you know the bigger story here is what I want to talk about is the this camera as a service model. Right. Is that the because we're I don't know from from both you guys come from different genres of photography. But and you've seen over the decades, over the years, how cameras have improved, improved, improved. And we're a little bit at a plateau now, you know, in terms of megapixel count, like how much is enough low light sensitivity, how you know, how sensitive sensitive is enough um, is the next level for these these innovative companies that are coming out to do this everything is in the cloud and that's where we're pushing the intelligence and the processing to it's got to be in the cloud that's where all the cool stuff's happening it's got to be i mean look look at what google put their um put their um where they put their chips google mm -hmm. photos all in the cloud using nick software a lot of the a lot of the technology from there uh and they've done a really good job at it i, I think it's a great product now that I've got an iPhone 7 Plus, these lenses and these sensors are pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see the value in a $99, circa 1999 looking Casio digital camera. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense for me. Yeah. Maybe we're missing something. Maybe it's a Trojan horse or something. Well, I look at it this <laughs> way. That's 1200 bucks a year, right? Let's yeah. just say that the life expectancy of that solution for a person is two to three years. 
you just gave me 3600 bucks to go buy something better and use Google Photos. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And, and you know, that's, that's if the world is frozen in time right now. Three years from now, what yeah. will the iPhone look like? You know, we have an iPhone, what, 10 or something? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, be pretty I, just, amazing. I, I think this is a pretty first of all, it's the wrong product, it's the wrong price, the wrong marketing department saying, Do you fancy an expensive camera but still manage to take crappy photos? <laughs> you know, uh it's just Yeah, yeah it's uh anyway, I, I, I it's all wrong. <laughs> it's, it's all wrong. It's all wrong. All right, we're all we're all in agreement that it's that it's all wrong, and that uh, yeah. these little guys, you know, do a lot. Probably do a lot more for much less in the long run. Yeah. And the, for the people that are listening, I'm holding up my iPhone, and it's not even the cool, swanky new leather-clad iPhone that Andy has. It's just a regular 6s well, Plus. Dude, I right? just, I just, I, uh, I skipped over the Plus or the the S model, so mm-hmm. I just retired my my six Plus. In favor of a seven plus. Oh. I mean, let me tell you, with two hundred fifty-six gigs, this bad boy is a thousand bucks. I know, I know. Ugh. You know what's funny? <clears throat> That's a thousand bucks. I priced out a fully loaded two hundred fifty-six gigabyte AT and T plus Wi Fi nine point seven inch iPad today. Uh huh. A thousand bucks. Like, how does that math work? It's the exact same. Yeah. It's like a quarter of the stuff to make that phone. <laughs> But yeah, but, but you know what though? The, but the value for me is that now I went. I originally went from an iPad to an iPad Mini, and now I don't even use an iPad at all. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's funny. I I had an i. Twip listeners may recall I had an iPad Plus, and a week and a half ago I used Amazon. I sent it to Amazon because I was never using it. It was sitting on my desk back there. I it it was an it was an iPhone or not an iPhone. It was the iPad Pro, the big one. Uh, fully loaded with a pen and the silicone yeah. case and the smart cover, all that stuff. Never used it. Sent it back. Just got a notice today. Sold. Done. Christmas money. <laughs> so wait a minute. So Amazon will sell you sell a used product for you. Oh yeah, I do it all the time. Seriously? Yeah. Yes. Do you yeah. listen to Twip Man? <laughs> Next topic. don't you have don't you have these like 13 hour plane rides where you can listen to at least 13 episodes (laughs) at least at least well maybe thank you no 13 (laughs) hours would be like three episodes (laughs) next topic next topic topic. okay so story number two so this headline this comes to us from our friends over at petapixel so photojournalists ask camera manufacturers for encrypted cameras. Matt Granger, you took a look at this. Take us through the story. Uh, so, I mean, it's I, I kind of get it. They're a group of, I don't know exactly who they were, but 150 filmmakers and journalists have put together a letter and sent it out to Canon, Nikon, Sony, Fuji, and Olympus, asking them to uh, put the capability to encrypt files on stills and videos mainly for, I guess, for being videographers as well. It may also be just for copyright purposes, but for the mm-hmm. main part, it's for journalists who are photographing or filming in you know, touchy situations, like what just happened with the ambassador that got shot. If someone's yeah, looking yeah. through your camera and sees certain files, they may want to delete them. I guess uh, the, the tricky thing would be how, um, how do you work it out? Like you would have to have some photos that are unencrypted so when they hit play they can see something so they're not just you know gonna see that it's a totally encrypted camera yeah, or you're um, just looking at the matrix right 
And yeah. it, it seems like the kind of thing you would want to actually do, you know, direct to them rather than making it a press thing. Go to them and try and get special models made because you don't want the the Canon 1DX Mark II S for secure that then all of the government authorities know is a secure camera, then they'll just seize it. Yeah, all you need is this key, kind of like the whole (laughs) Apple and unlocking the iPhone thing. Yeah, here's the special government key to unlock all the special S cameras, and then that key gets compromised, and now all those cameras are are junk, right? So... I don't know. Hey, Andy, Andy, what do you think, man? Is this is this necessary? When I think of encryption like this and these kinds of schemes, I go back to these like these documentaries I watched about Edward Snowden and all this stuff and it, and and the Both whole the Apple controversy we had this year with FBI. I'm like there's no there's no security. So this is a farce to think that you can, you know, maybe it'll be secure for a a, a while, but I don't know. Uh-oh. Yeah, you know, I don't even know. First of all, I can't even put myself in a situation where I have some um, knowledge or, or understanding of the, what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just assume it's we don't want people to see what we're photographing. So maybe there's some sort of encryption between the, uh, the, our password encryption on the card, and it has to be put in a specific camera with a key that you put in so that you can even browse and see them. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I really don't know how you would solve Public key, this. private key stuff, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we have it on hard drives already, you know, the, yeah, the way no. you can't access them until you have a password. But I, I right, love- but that's hackable, though. I mean, even, even, you know, even Apple has a key or allegedly yeah. had a key to get into iPhones. I mean, I'm just saying there's no, once it's digital, it's... You know, I think I the don't, point I don't, of this, I think and you can't I've even it. had situations where this would be handy to be able to say, look, no, no, there's nothing on here, nothing to worry about, and be able to keep moving through a security checkpoint. And mm-hmm. I saw some comments on the Petapixel article that could also then raise the potential for, you know, secrecy can protect a good journalist or protect a, a spy or a whatever. So, mm-hmm. it, of course, it can be used against them, but I'm assuming... Yeah spies or people who are doing something underhanded they probably already have access to that kind of technology anyway right. seems- yeah but yeah but my, my point is like even if you had a device that had a secure little hidden area on it that when someone asked look at your camera would say you know empty or whatever but then you do your little magic trick on it and all your images show up sooner or later someone's going to figure that out right yeah. once once someone one or two people know and it's on the internet now it's no longer secure it's like oh Matt Granger has one of those cameras with a hidden pocket on it <laughs> let's, let's go look at the hidden pocket i guess right? it depends on your situation though because i've been stopped yeah. at for example airports in um africa and by police in different parts of the world who've wanted to see my cards and you know, just pocketing the card and letting them check the camera and seeing there's nothing there was enough for me to walk away. It's not about who I am or that it was a particularly sensitive situation. It's just they're overreaching what they're allowed to actually do. So to be able to just pass that top level, I I don't think a lot of the situations they're looking at, it's not going to be Snowdens that they're protecting it from or hackers. It's going to be, you know, flashlight cops who are trying to bust your balls. It's yeah, it's the it's yeah, it's the people that that have to do the the highest cursory level semblance of having checked. And yeah. if it's anything because they have to do yeah, you're right, because they because they have such a volume of people to deal with, they're not going to like, "Oh, here's Matt Granger with the XYZ123 ABC camera that requires you to do control all this 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 and it'll reveal." They're just going to look at it and yeah, yeah, you're well, right. Yeah. Look at it this way though. Look look at look at that list and you look at some of the people they're working for Magnum, they're looking I mean they're very high profile places 
and not all of them shoot with the same equipment. I bet you there's some mirrorless guys in there, some Leica guys, some Canon guys, some Nikon guys. You're, you're basically asking every manufacturer to offer this in every product. Yeah. I don't know if that's realistic. I mean, yeah. it's a hope, obviously, but I don't think that you would get more than you know maybe a flagship from Canon and a flagship from Nikon. That's probably yeah, that's what, what's in it for them. I mean, they're trying to struggle to stay relevant and to stay alive and to keep innovating. I mean, look at look at uh, Adobe and DNG, right? They offered the DNG format up for free to all the camera manufacturers. How many of them have implemented it so far? Leica, not yeah, Leica, uh, Google on the you know it, it, some of these assorted cameras, but it's not an industry standard. Like you know, so when it really could be. So fast forward to this thing, which. D&G is in there's a story behind D&G as to why you'd want to use it and why you know it would work for some people and not other people so you can paint a narrative this thing you, how are marketers going to spin this into something positive for all but a small niche of people yeah. that need it I bet you maybe there's only about 150 people who actually want it <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying <laughs> you know I mean I'm, I'm not trying to belittle their needs I really am not I just am realistic coming from a uh, a product background in Silicon Valley that, you know, that's one to two engineering resources for three to six months of time to implement something like that. Yeah. It may be, Maybe I, not that, but still, yeah. Andy might, sounds like he knows the technical side of this better to know if this is realistic, but maybe this is something people want in hard drives. Maybe mm-hmm. it's something that they should be going to SanDisk and Lexar to have them make it something that then it'll let you write, but you can't read it until you put it into the computer and whatever, whatever. I don't know if the read-write of the camera will work with that, but maybe it's a, a card solution. Yeah. So, Matt, while you're on that, on that train of thought, do you find yourself, even in any situation, do you find yourself in need of that kind of security on a camera level? I can understand on your hard drive, you know, you got taxes and stuff like that where you don't want people to, if they break in, they steal your computer, they still can't get your life. Right, but on a uh, camera, do you see yourself needing anything like that? Not, not like these guys potentially would. I'm not shooting politically sensitive stuff, but I've you know had run-ins yeah. with security. But it probably is when I've been doing something I probably shouldn't, and I want to just get out of the situation. <laughs> um, but the only one that comes to mind, oh, there was two. I got stopped at an airport, uh, but that was just about that they thought that because my camera was big. That means it's professional and then it needs oh. to be registered with the ministry, which means you need a license and blah, blah, blah. So we actually <laughs> ended up just waiting till security looked away and then we ran out of the airport. <laughs> um, oh. That's awesome. And now Matt's on the no-fly list. <laughs> which country, Matt? Shut up. I'm not telling you that. <laughs> I'll tell you after. Uh, but- I, would love to, I would love to see that security footage. <laughs> I'm not a runner. It was not graceful. Like three frames. There's Matt. There's Matt running. He's gone. <laughs> um, and another one was, uh, it was actually shooting for that book of nudes. And it was in a place where, you know, nudity in that country isn't, it's borderline, but it's not totally outlawed. But they um, In the United States, you mean? Okay. No, yeah. and actually it wasn't. Um, and they, it was just security guards kind of wanting to bust my balls. But I put my camera in my bag as we chatted, and then I just pulled out a totally different camera and showed them the pictures. And they oh, didn't even the notice. old Houdini! Nice. <laughs> this almost sounds like Malaysia. <laughs> no, nope, again, thankfully not. I didn't want to cause any earthquakes or eruptions, whatever they had. 
Oh man, that's classic. What, what about you, Andy? Man, you ever you have any need for something like this in in the in the circles that you run in? No, uh, but what about what about let's 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 take this technology a little bit further. Sure. Let's say it's not about security. Let's say it's not about anything like that. But maybe it's just to verify the that the raw file is a raw file from your camera. For, so let's say you're a sports photographer or someone who's doing press work and b- people expect that what you photograph is real. Mm-hmm. So you're just basically it's just a saying this device created that file and uh, and it's un- – I could buy that. I would buy that. I mean I, I wouldn't use that, but I could buy that more than yeah, encryption like, let, where it burns in well, like the Andy Biggs data and then the, the editor – needs the key to unlock that and you know okay i can i feel like i can securely say this data has not been altered and it comes from anybody yeah well like let's say like remember when the la la times got busted for for uh adding extra um what did they act, add extra things to the gulf war fires on yeah one of the, or i forgot yeah. what it was or, or north korea whomever yeah 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 i'm just saying that maybe <laughs> somehow that there's some sort of workflow that falls all the way through that you're not taking things or adding things into the photograph yeah yeah i'm just yeah you know trying you to see think. but yeah. you're you're but then me putting on my you're silicon valley right so putting on my marketing guy hat sitting in that conference room that would get axed that whole feature totally. would just get axed or we would put it in an addendum or something i don't i don't see how that would be a quote tent pole feature for for anything no uh, yeah i'm just anyway i'm just trying to think of other ways of using a, an encryption technology that somehow added more value to the same yeah. implementation of it depending on where where you are in the need in the need uh the hierarchy of needs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. maslow but you know, know. <laughs> i'm a creative photographer i don't i don't care <laughs> right i mean i'm not out photographing nudes and oh i'm sorry matt um no <laughs> i'm running through strange cities in the intersection with with hot naked girls <laughs> i'm just i'm just hanging out in a land rover waiting for a freaking rhino to pass by i mean like that's was kind of a boring life but i would argue that their rhino is probably not clothed and you're taking photos of it so what's the difference mammal mammal come on <laughs> i don't know yeah, this is interesting stuff, though. I mean, I'm really excited for 2017 for a lot of reasons. Um, in the in the photography vein, I'm, I'm interested to see where this stuff is going. Because it seems like 2015 and 2016, we sparked a lot of stuff. We sparked drones. We sparked 360-degree you know, photography. We sparked VR, augmented VR with this Pokemon stuff and Microsoft with their work. There's all these different tangents that are going. But I haven't seen at least in my little small bubble, I haven't seen a narrative or story use of most of these technologies. They're, most of the things I've seen are like, hey, look at what this can do, you know, or hey, I'm taking drone shots. And, you know, on the drone side, yeah, they're in cinema and all that. But on the consumer side, I haven't seen a whole lot of well, you should, you should amazing work like 500 picks, right? Onto the, onto the show. I mean, Eric's over, you should invite Eric over... Um, you know, Eric's be been on. I'm actually going to see Eric tomorrow. Yeah, yeah cool. Well, punch him in the in the back for me. No, just <laughs> right. uh, no, but seriously, I mean, like he's Mr. DJI and now Facebook 360 video. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, big time. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. All all these technologies, like you said, are kind of coming down the pipe. but are almost like they're 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 technologies in search for a problem. Yes. And, yeah. uh, but isn't that art? I mean, that's that's for the, unless you look at photography in general. Yeah, we went from 
you know, where the, hum- the humble beginnings of photography to where we are today. So it was an evolution. But these forks on the evolutionary tree, you know, they all have a common ancestor, but these forks, are they going to die off? <laughs> no, they're just, to me, they're just not that interesting for me to even jump into. Like yeah. VR right now? Like you and I, I would see you doing that. I could see you sneaking up and putting like a, a little Theta S somewhere next to like a pride of, of lions and and getting the video later. That would be some amazing video. Actually, you know like, what I'm doing though now? I'm using one of those DJI Osmo um, gimbal video cameras. Yeah, I, I got one right back there. Man, yeah. I love that thing. That thing is badass. Uh huh. Yeah, I use it yeah. all the time. I don't know. I, Matt, Matt, what about you, man? Uh, what, do you, what do you think of this This kind of... We, we're coming from this main trunk of traditional photography, and then we branch off into 360 and VR and, you know, all these cool drones, all this stuff. What's going what's gonna to live and what's going to die in 2017, 18, 19? Oh, uh, that wasn't the question I was hoping for, but... <laughs> I'm good at that. Sorry. That's not the question you're looking for. <laughs> exactly. You know, you said before where... You can, you can of, answer both. You can answer I'm both, man. Answer the question you wanted to. Of hand. I just, as, as you mentioned, we have hit a kind of a wall with um, resolution and ISO, and cameras can pretty much do what most of us need now, but uh, it still frustrates me when you hear these questions, do we need it when something new comes out? That's just, mm-hmm. you know, it may live or die. It may be the latest launch or blanche or whatever that stupid camera was. Or, <laughs> yeah. you know, still people <laughs> love flying drones. It's fun. You get a different perspective. It may not suit or work for 90% of people, but that's still a huge market and it brings a whole bunch of people who maybe weren't even into photography or videography into that realm because they want to fly a drone. So, yeah. you know, it's, I, I think drones are definitely going to stick around, but the, the but, other but, Okay, so the, the, other, stuff, the other part of it, the, the other part of it, though, is, is the, I, I think this was the question you were probably going to answer, was the, the idea of we've been seeing demonstrations of technology for the last couple of years, not a whole lot of storytelling and projects you know, aside from drones, I see a lot of drones, but on 360 and the VR side, it's been more of a, a, a demonstration of the technology versus artwork. Or am yeah. I missing it? No, I think you're right. But it's um, that other than social media, Facebook, YouTube, mm-hmm. those kind of things, you need special infrastructure to be able to interface with it. Whereas drones, you can just throw a shot into your vlog or <laughs> your travel video or to promote your yeah. next Africa tour. And it, it's just readily consumable. It's the same content. It's just a different vantage point or something. VR and all of that kind of stuff. You know, I've got a friend working in VR and they just, I think they've signed the NBA. So now games are going to be filmed in some kind of VR tech. But still, where do you go to see that? And right. to be able to interact with it. It's not a, even in a studio situation, I mean, in a, a stadium or a theater situation, the theater, yeah. it has to have, you know, you can't have everyone choosing different vantage points that they want in the VR. So, I don't know, until you have the That's tech what I mean. That's what I mean. See, you hit, it, you hit it right on the head. So, the VR, obviously, you can't cram, literally, you can't cram VR into traditional two-dimensional movie viewing type experiences, right? So, they become, Hollywood and, and Bollywood and everybody else has become experts at the two-dimensional screen and how to tell stories linearly using that screen and audiences have been trained to go sit in that seat, overpay for your popcorn and let the story unfold in front of you and then leave and talk about it, right? So 
is there a way to use 360 video or some of these other technologies and and build a story or a narrative based on that technology instead of trying to cram it into a two-dimensional movie type experience so i'm saying i don't know i mean even now i'm looking at my computer i have a two-dimensional imac here and a screen on the side i i'm looking at this and looking at the technologies like like playstation vr and all that stuff and i'm thinking you know my kids are probably gonna be thinking dad you had to look at a at a screen like that we just put this on and the entire world is our computer right i don't know like what andy what do you what do you think man you know, VR seems really cool if it's a completely uh, point-to-point delivery, captured a delivery. Like you said, you go to a you go to a theater and it's all delivered in a, in a way, or go to some sort of delivery thing. But expecting it to come into your home and deliver an experience that works for mass consumption, I don't know if it'll ever be like that. Because look at it, you've got all these competing technologies, um, competing and how they work, you know, here you've got like, you know, one company will take a Google phone and put it in the cardboard, right? Um, all the way up to Oculus kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, you know, I think it's going to stick around maybe a little longer than 3D has. Yeah. Um, well, that was a complete flop. 3D. I mean, that was, <laughs> that was, re- I, my, I, you know, I have a TV in my living room that's a 3D TV with glasses that require, require charging and all that. And I think I've used those glasses at least exactly one time. <laughs> And that's when I took it out of the box. That was it. Yeah. So, no, I think this is different, though. I think this, you know, just continuing down the the rat hole of VR, I think VR has a lot of heavyweights behind it. I mean, you've got Google. Tim Cook even said that uh, he believes VR is kind of a direction where things are going to go, which you know what that means. (laughs) If, If the CEO of Apple is hinting that something might happen, that means there's probably a whole group formed that's working on it already. So I don't know. I, I I think it's exciting. My only the only thing I'm sad about is that I may miss it because it's gonna I'm, I'm gonna be the old man that's not gonna care. Be like yeah, whatever. In my day, we had Commodore 64s. I don't care. <laughs> Every time I talk to you, you introduce me to three new technologies and ten new apps. You'll still be on it. I know. I know. I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting sullied now because like these new cameras that come out. Um, I don't know if be, is it because the frequency of the releases is becoming so frenetic or if I'm becoming jaded because I keep seeing these new cameras and before I'd be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I need that. Oh, yeah. Look at that new feature. I got to have that. Now I'm not so much like that. Now it's like, oh, great. Yeah. What is that now? It's a what? I don't know what that model number is. Do I? <laughs> you know, I it's think too much. you just need to simplify things. What's your address? I'm going to send you a relaunch. Uh, there. Ah. <laughs> I already have one, my friend. It's oh. called iPhone and Google Photos. That's not one. Yellow. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. I know. I know. Matt Granger. He's here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, see, this is a good show. I love it when these episodes of TWIP go off the rails like this because it was, it was a relatively light news week anyway. But this is the whole spirit of TWIP is, you know, peers, like minded peers sitting around a table talking about stuff like this but where's the beer we need beer hey you know i have a i have a crown royal right there um so okay so what else what's the next thing on here so we we close this out with photojournalists uh and the encrypted camera piece and then we segued over to vr andy says he's not getting into vr did i get that right you don't care about it you think it's a fad like 3d tvs you know these days 
if I have extra time on my hands, I'm just going to sit on the couch and watch television. But I don't even have time to do that. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that's the other thing. I'll get started on that. A million channels. I don't know. Matt, any any closing thoughts on encrypted cameras or VR or augmented VR? Mm, Not really. I like drones, though. (laughs) (laughs) I like drones. This should be a URL. Register that. I like drones.com. Yeah, I like drones, too. Uh, We and we went we actually got hate mail from people. A couple, a couple of months ago, because DJI, you know, it was they had these releases that were on the heels of releases and releases, and so they were. It was top to, topical to talk about drones and people. A couple of people, I won't say the entire audience, but you know, we have a vocal few of the TWIB audience that like to use our form, our uh, our feedback form, Rabo. and they did. <laughs> They did. They came with pitchforks. Stop talking about that stuff. I'm sick of drones. Uh, but I do love my Mavic Pro. Just saying. Just saying. Ooh, now you're going right, to them off because they haven't got theirs yet. Hey, <laughs> order early. That's all I got to say. It's not my fault. All right, guys. Uh, let's jump into our Picks of the Week segment. This is a segment where you guys can recommend something to the TWIP army as long as it is somehow related to photography uh, let's let uh, Matt go first. Matt, you, it's been, what, 18 months or so? <laughs> so, <let's... laughs> so it's a bit late to plug my book. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, when I was putting this together this morning, I was sitting in the car and I had just got back from shooting surfers at the beach, testing out, or trying out anyway, this new 150-600 to 600 Tamron lens. Uh, I used the first generation uh, in the middle of this year in Namibia for probably... 60% of my wildlife shots. Um, and yeah, it's great. It's um, faster than the old one. It's got a couple of teleconverters now, a 1.4 and a 2 times. And it was my first time shooting surfing, so I don't know that the shots are fantastic, but it performed well. <laughs> nice. Well, what did you say the price of it was? Uh, it's, it's not much over a grand US, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a, hold that yeah. up again. That's a, that's a big monster. Let me see that again. So, hood. Good grief, man. So, there you go. Matt, what Jeez. are you using this for? Oh, this one, uh, today I was shooting surfers from the shore, but I use it for wildlife as well. Yeah. That's, that, you know, coming, and, you know, I'm in the, that's just, that's huge. No, but what you, is that attached? No, but I knew you were, See, that, that was any... bait and you fell for it, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, she you teed it up. I mean, I had to say that. Um... But, I mean, compare it to a... It's nowhere near as fast, but compare it to a three, four, six hundred mil primer. This is nothing. This is tiny, and it's light, and you can hold it all day, so... Yeah, on, in the full-frame world. Andy, what are, you, what are you shooting these days? Are you on your Sonys yet? Are you phase? What are you doing? You know, every every couple of years, I, I rotate around just so I know what, what my customers are shooting with. But these days, in the 35 millimeter world, I'm a Canon guy, mm-hmm. and... Although I only I only own three lenses, a, a fifty prime, an eighty five prime, and a seventy to two hundred. That's it. Nice. And then uh, phase is what I shoot. Uh, so my longest lens for wildlife is technically a seventy to two hundred Canon. Wow. Okay. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So either either you're really good with wildlife. <laughs> no, or... I, I just I, I'm, just I'm okay for going a lot really of shots. Crop right in from a wide shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. You're a mile away and you still blow up to sixteen by twenty. <laughs> you know, I look at my life as thinking if I can get five, maybe ten good photographs a year, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy. 
So that means every trip I take, I need one photograph. There you go. Okay. There you go. I'm okay no, with but, that. But with at 200 millimeters, you have to be pretty close in order to fill that frame with a lion or a wildebeest. Who or says something. I have to fill the frame? That's true. That's true. Hey, it's, it's all about storytelling. Photography is visual storytelling. And I always have that, like, when I think wildlife photos, I always think... <laughs> <laughs> little, I, I think like the gorilla or whatever with the baby gorilla and oh, holding it and a loving and it's cropped in close and you see the little face of the baby. But you know what? Though? I've been doing this for 15 years and now it's time for a different style of photographs to take over for me. And I've been shooting this way for about four years now. Yeah. And yeah, I miss some long lens kind of shots, fill the frame. But all in all, I think it, uh, the discipline is, is, is helping me. Uh, quite a bit to just be a compelling image maker and I'm not trying to be a martyr or something like that I'm just yeah. trying to pr- be pragmatic about exactly what I want and not get seduced into holding the uh, my my old 200 or 400 500 primes and things like that they're great mm-hmm. lenses but at some point it also dictated my visual style and I needed to pull back a little more mm-hmm. and uh, I'm happy but it's it's more challenging <laughs> you find you find yourself shooting the lens instead of shooting the photo kind of feel like oh I have this lens so I have yeah, to go make photos just, that are ideal you, for this lens. You justify using it, right? Um, yeah. And so, um, but there are a lot of times I'm just missing shots, which is okay because my job in this world is to guide other people and and help shepherd them into their photographs. And if I can take a photograph, that's the, oops, that's the that's the added benefit. When 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 is the day when you'll uh, leave everything at home and just go with that new fancy iPhone Seven you have over there? You know, maybe, maybe it might happen one day. Um, it's possible, right? A, yeah, I took a trip this year where I did nothing but shoot video, and I shot it with oh. an Osmo DJI, photographing see, people and interviewing them. You see, that sounds awesome when I think about it, but then I think about it from the standpoint of I most humans can't do that because for most humans going to the places you go is once in a lifetime. So they have to get the coverage. You got 12, 13 chances a year. <laughs> you well, can, I, you can be, okay, this is my drone trip. This is my 360 <laughs> trip. This is my video trip. <laughs> well, it's 18 to 20 weeks a year, right? So yeah, yeah it's kind of nice. It's very liberating to get onto an airplane with a, with a Filson duffel bag that's small and light with clothing in it and not a camera bag. <laughs> Seriously. That's, that's a little scary. I don't know if any photographer would feel comfortable doing that. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. But my job is to teach photography and to shepherd people into their good photographs. Yeah. I'm not yeah. compensated for my photographs. So I have the luxury of doing that. Matt Granger, what about you, man? Completely different kind of photography. You're not shooting wildlife. You're not leading tours through the, the tundra in Africa somewhere. You're shooting another kind of life. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you shooting the, your subjects with and why? Uh, well, actually, I do run. I only have one to Africa, but I run about oh. six tours a year. Um, so same uh when i'm doing those trips i, I did I not do take a full kit okay. but we i, I run most i just of know you as partner. a youtube i just <laughs> know you as a youtube star man that's all i know <laughs> what are you watching on these long flights you take everywhere why aren't you downloading my content and keeping up to date with everything that i'm doing because <laughs> youtube doesn't allow you to download oh know. an app guy like you can figure it out first class has wi-fi anyway 
Um, it, it does. It does. It uh, does. So for video, I'm using Sony 4K, and I have got the Osmo Mobile at the moment. I've oh, got cool. flagship phones from just about everyone that I'm testing out, so I'm trying the 4K on all of them. But for stills, it's uh, for travel, it's mostly the Nikon D5 uh, and a bunch of lenses. So. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, are you have you have you felt any of the pressure to move to Sony or any of the other smaller cameras? Are, uh, I, I'm sure you felt the pressure. Have you had the desire to? Well, actually, I oh, you really haven't been keeping up. This is disappointing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I There's so many photographers, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> rude, right? Doesn't even do his research on his guests. Um, no, I have. <laughs> Wait, used who are you? <laughs> Sony, quite a bit. I I still use the A7R2 for video and some stills. I was using them more yep. and more for stills, but in Australia anyway, their service just it was atrocious. I couldn't use it. You know, traveling really? five or six months a year, I would come back from a trip, need something serviced, and it would just take weeks of stuffing around and not getting things done and no loaner gear and stuff being returned mm. not fixed. So I, I publicly dumped it pretty much. So I've kept one wow. camera and two lenses that I use for video and... I'm just using Nikon. I'm not that they're perfect, but I know that I have a kind of an assured turnaround time and they actually do their own service. So I can go in and talk to the technician, not send it to some call center. Yeah. And you, you dropped the moniker about three years ago of the, that Nikon guy, right? Yeah, Was that three years ago? Yeah, three years ago? I don't know. Ish. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah I've, known, I've known you that long, man. See that? Remember that, that and cool. nudes in intersections. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's more, but, you know, go on. Um, yeah, this is good. See, I love these kind of shows. Uh, okay, 150 to 600. Andy Biggs, what about you, man? What do you, uh, what do you want to recommend as your pick of the week? Well, my pick of the week is very, very selfish. I just uh, put out a series of videos, Lightroom instruction videos, that are sold through Craft & Vision. Cool. with my buddy David um, and it's Lightroom Simplified is the name of the series that's also the URL lightroomsimplified.com and the whole point is hey listen you probably already know Lightroom but here's how one guy me just uses it in a very efficient way to get through and go back out shooting yeah. uh, nothing more nothing less I'm not teaching about what the sliders do or anything like that it's three and a half hours of content split between color and black and white Cool. It's just straightforward. So it's kind of it's kind of through the eyes of a of a pro. This is how I use the. I'm not going to teach you how to become a chef. I'm going to show you the dishes that I know how to cook really well. Yeah, and, like are, yeah. are the common problems that I have to encounter and how I quickly go through them. For example, a lot of times I see people solving problems of like a photograph isn't exciting enough by just jacking up the saturation. Yeah. But I I can yeah. tell you. You know, that whenever you add saturation, you're adding color. And you're adding color, which means you're also increasing whatever color cast you had in there. You're making it worse. So I make the argument that work in luminance tools first, color later. And and that means that all the slider is in the wrong order. (laughs) So I have to go around, set my white point first, my black point second, my exposure things like that. And it's just my methodology for getting through and processing a typical photograph and usually less than a couple of minutes, maybe Love one. It. Cool. And yeah. is that, it's Lightroom Simplified. Is that available now in the, in Craft and Vision store? Yeah, we just uh, announced it a week and a half ago and we're now getting downloads. It's, it's wow. been very well received. It's good. 
That's, that's cool. Cool, yeah. man. Congratulations Thanks. on that. That's awesome. I have a second pick, though. Can I have a two? You do? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. It's this little thing, the dual camera on the new iPhone 7 Plus. Uh-huh. Uh, I like that, huh? Surprisingly, that not telephoto, but the one that zooms in a little more, is actually a fairly decent little camera. Hmm. That's kind of neat. If you're just doing yeah. simple portraits of family members or friends, you're not having to correct for the, you know, the 28 millimeter equivalent. Right. Uh, it the actually distortion. works okay. Yeah. So. And you're talking, are you talking specifically about portrait mode in, the, in that camera yeah. or just the, the, the clarity of the camera, the lens overall? Uh, really both because, you know, that portrait mode is still technically beta. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, I'm actually kind of surprised how good this is. Yeah. It's yeah. actually useful for me. No, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. That sounds, there's so many jokes in that that I would get in I trouble know. if I... <laughs> it's actually useful. I don't know. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, so my my pick uh, of the week is... Remember, I could say your your pick can be anything related to photography, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be a okay. thing. It could be an idea or a topic. <laughs> Um, my, my pick is something that I'm going to be doing for 2017. So I've been on this rant, I think for a lot of my friends know on a, much of 2016 of, it seems like a lot of photography these days is just pretty pictures. We're seeing more, they're competent, they're beautiful, but they're, they're, they lack story. They lack an idea behind them. So I can't reveal it now or I won't because I'll be held to it. Uh, but I'm working on a type of, of treatment that is narrative that is a story and contained in a single frame so it may be you know it may be with cinemagraphs it may be something else but it, it will tell a, a it will unfold an entire story in one single frame and it's my attempt at trying to get back to what photography was originally intended for and that's not just to document our daily lives and show people the food we're eating and selfies and all that or even a step up from that, which is, hey, look at this long exposure, black and white pier, or, <laughs> y you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's, I oh. feel like there's story missing from a lot of the yeah. stuff that we see. Or, even if it's just like, hey, there's a guy scratching his head. Why is he scratching his head? Oh, well, let's t tell the story. He just had a fight with his wife and this and this and this. You know, you could paint a, a narrative in three dimensions versus just X and Y, I think. So. And that, that comes back to our early discussion, why I'm not using a long lens these days as I'm trying to build the story as being more important than the photograph. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, so that's cool. I look forward to hearing more. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like photojournalism, but it's more fictional or, you know, photojournalism is the idea of recording something so that you can tell a story so that people that didn't have the privilege of being where you were will know what happened, you know, Tiananmen Square, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, this is fictional. So this is, hey, I had an idea. It's kind of like, you know, these, you see these composite works from people like Renee Robin and other places, but, or other artists. Um, I want to do something similar to that, but also have a narrative behind Very it. Very cool. But, awesome. Yeah. When should we expect that? Uh, I'm not telling. You okay. think I'm going to hold myself to the fire? <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's the matter? Are you a product guy? Hell no. Yeah. Oh, let me let me answer my Apple my Apple uh, response. I don't comment on unreleased products or ah, services. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> How about that? Cool. So that's my pick. We got Lightroom simplified. We got the Tamron 150 to 600 millimeter lens, and that's it. We're almost at the end of the year, guys. It is December 19th. As we record this, 2016, for all intents and purposes, 
it's over. Most of the people that got laid off in the fourth quarter are laid off. <laughs> you know, it's, people happen. are buying their trees. You know, it's, it's just the way the, the machine works. Andy Biggs, what's uh, what? What are your plans for the holidays? Are you doing anything special? Are you? You're, you said you're heading out of town. Yeah. What's, what's so happening? two days after Christmas, I head back to South Africa to guide a private safari for a family of sixteen. Uh, this will be fun. These are some people <laughs> that I've known for a long time, and they're bringing the rest of the family. And I'm going to teach and usher all of their grandchildren into being photographers. That's amazing. So they're basically 10 to 20 years old, and I'm teaching them how to be storytellers. That's cool. That is yeah. really, really cool. Wow. Do you do, you do that kind of thing often? You yeah. Know, where, where people, yeah. how you're out for private groups? That's cool. Yeah, I do private groups. I do a lot of executive retreats, uh, some Apple execs, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I just, I just do whatever it takes to run a good quality photographic safari for people, no matter what their budget is. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Oh, that's broad. It is. Okay, no matter what their budget is. <laughs> well, my, my income is Now we can talk. Let's see. I got 12 bucks in the bank, baby. <laughs> well, my, well, there is a minimum. <laughs> my fee. <laughs> yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah, you can, you're like, you can show up with 12 bucks in the uh-huh. bank, but that's I'll I better be paid Starbucks. before that happens. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even know if that will help these days. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Andy. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much. Matt Granger, man, you are always up to a million things. That's why I feel bad every time you come on because you you move at a mile a minute. You are an internet celebrity with your YouTube channel that's just on fire. You're leading the workshops. You're shooting art. You're doing all this crazy stuff. What's happening right now in the world of Matt Granger? I have to say, I always feel the word internet celebrity is like a big backhand. But anyway... Why? That's that's uh, people would kill to have the following you have. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. So <laughs> it's been a bit of a breakneck year. About fifteen or twenty countries visited this year. But as I sit here against a white wall, you can't see the devastation in my house at the moment. Where I'm two weeks out from moving to New York. I've got my visa, uh, and I'm moving the whole family over. So it's absolutely mental at the moment. That is cool. So you've obviously been to New York several times yeah. and you loved it so much you want to relocate there, Yeah, right? pretty much. And it's um, pretty much closer to anywhere in the world other than Southeast Asia than Australia is. So, you know, I've got yeah. a bunch of tours and workshops planned for next year. So it'll cut my flying time down by half. Is that the main reason or no, are no, there no, other that's reasons a, for That's you? a nice little side benefit. For all the travel I do, I've actually never lived abroad. So... It's a nice little adventure, and um, I just think it'll be fun. It's a bigger market as well, so I think that'll be good for the business. But, um, yeah, I I really love New York. And, you know, going to Iceland becomes an eight-hour flight instead of a 30-hour flight, and London becomes 12 instead of 30, and San Fran becomes, whatever, six instead of 15. So it opens up a lot. Well, good. Yeah. Well, welcome. Open arms to Matt Granger. Hurry up and get here, man. Thank it's you good very to, much. It'll be good to have uh, more sane people in the country. And to Thank not have to coming. fiddle around with time zones every time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And you may actually have bandwidth in New York, I'm saying. Maybe. You know? That's a big benefit. <laughs> big reason, actually. <laughs> that's, that's the main reason, Matt's like, I'm done, honey. We're moving. This bandwidth is 
crap. <laughs> I got an upgrade, though. I'm up to five meg down, one meg up these days. So things are on oh, the up and up. Wow. That's crazy. I, know, I think right? they do that in public libraries here. It's only That's 80 like... bucks a month. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> You are going to be dancing on the ceiling in New York, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Matt, your wife's going to be like, how come he's still on the computer? People are suddenly going to realize that I'm not pixelated in real life, I think. Exactly. It's like I can see detail in your face now. Actually, that may not be a good idea. But yeah, so that's it for 2017 for me. How about you? That's cool, man. Well, good. Oh man, I got lots of stuff going on. I am, uh, I am, I may be buying another house, hopefully, or buying a house, Whoa. not another house to add to my Monopoly Buy collection. Um, uh, <laughs> we're making some big changes to this week in photo. Uh, I'm doing, hopefully, doing a lot more travel, not at your guys' twenty countries in like two weeks type stuff, <laughs> but but uh, maybe more pedestrian level, tra- you know, travel. I want to get to Iceland in 2017. I've never been to Iceland. You it's guys so have probably easy. been multiple times, right? It's so right? easy. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not worried about getting there. It's not like a Lewis and Clark thing. It's just the time <laughs> to get there. <laughs> it's like figuring out when I can go. You know, it's uh, so hopefully the the main. You know, we pick these. We do these New Year's resolution things, and you know, my my I do themes. So my theme for 2017 is simplify. You know, is like less is more. If like, what is that? Kanmari. You know the Kanmari revolution. Have you guys heard of that? No. This is is Japanese woman who came up with this technique called Kanmari. It's basically her name, um, but it's it's a simplification technique where you basically get rid of all the crap in your life that is not adding value to your life. Yeah. So I am doing that on a number of different levels. So, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think, oh, I think we could all do that. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it it goes from the closet to the kitchen to the garage to business operations to everything. You know, it's just focus. And Matt, you you could stand to do something like this too, since you are moving anyway. Uh, just don't tell bring me about any. It. I can't tell you. I've thrown, I reckon, two ton of crap out. We've only been in this house for seven years, and the my studio for two. And I held a garage sale and sold like hundreds of pieces and then we looked around and said i still have three times more than i need or use on a monthly basis right have another sale yeah. no have i, I sale. am it's on ebay sorry to plug it but go to my website slash usa and there's a a link to a bunch of stuff that i just it's gonna get sold or it's gonna get stored or it's gonna get put on the street <laughs> oh dude that should have been your pick of the week so mattgranger.com slash usa yes it is Check it there out. You go. That's awesome. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, I'm going there. <laughs> hey, if I buy something, can you just bring it with you so I can save the shipping charge? Make sure it's something big then. <laughs> big, heavy, and low value then, definitely. <laughs> there you go. There you go. This is a box of all your weights, all your, your Bowflex weights. I would like them if you could bring them. Sandbags, still full. Oh, sure. Bowflex. Really? Uh, what? What's wrong with Bowflex? Come on. I haven't seen that advertised in, what, 13 years or something? I know. You remember with the bands and all that? I know. They're still around, man. They're still making those things. Wow. What a great show. See, I feel like we've been sitting around, like, just having drinks in a club somewhere, just chit-chatting, it's, which is what is going to happen Let's in New it. York with Matt Granger over, like, like what? what is it, Photo Plus or something? You're going to be in the city, right? Yeah, so sounds nice. we got to hang out? Yep. All right. Great. All right, guys. Uh, that's it. Thanks to both of you guys for coming on. I Thank appreciate you. it. We'll list all your social links and Matt's celebrity stuff in the uh, 
in the blog post for this episode. Thank you. And uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right, guys. We're at the, another, the end of another episode of TWIP. You can check all of our shows and good stuff out over at thisweekinphoto.com. And uh, we've got lots of new shows that have just hit the airwaves. We've got one called Behind the Shot that's hosted by Steve Brazel. He, he sits down with one photographer and one shot and dissects that one shot to get into their head and behind the shot. Um, yeah, it's really good. Steve is, Steve is a veteran uh, radio guy out of Los Angeles, so he's got that in a world voice, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's, he's really easy to listen to. And then we've also got Mr. Don Komarechka, who's just launched his show as well. It's called Inside the Lens. So where Steve Brazel goes behind the shot... Don goes into the DNA pixel level of things. He's more of a mad scientist when it comes to photography. He likes the structure of light, the speed of light, macro photography, why this does that. He is that guy, right? He, he lives and sees the world as the matrix. <laughs> so uh, his, his show just launched and it's, it's fantastic. So, and a couple of new shows are coming up on the horizon too. So lots of cool stuff awesome. on the Twit Network. Yep. It's all at thisweekinphoto.com. And with that, it's time to take that lens cap off. Mm-hmm.